Welcome to the Mental Health Podcast. I'm joined today by Benjamin Tran. Um, yeah, Ben, if you wouldn't mind just sort of introducing yourself, uh, you know, what you're about, that would be that would be great. Hi, I'm Ben, well, Benjamin. Uh, I'm a history student at the moment, and I'm a practicing Buddhist. And if any of you are interested in any history, I have a Medium blog all about the Vietnam War. Perfect. Thank you. And then uh, how can, yeah, how can, uh, do you know how people can sort of get to that? Do you have any uh, you can, links or anything? You can access me via my Instagram page. It's Benjamin underscore Tran underscore one. Perfect. Um, and yeah, like, like, uh, like Benjamin said, um, he's practicing Buddhist. And what we're looking at today in this episode is actually how meditation and inner peace um, and, and other aspects, you know, practiced in, 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 in Buddhism can actually be used um, by Buddhists and the general population alike to actually help them gain, you know, a, a stronger hold, better control over their mental health. Um, and I think, as usual, we're going to start off with some statistics. Um, according to the website disturbmenot.co, meditation actually improves and it improves your anxiety levels up to 60%. It can also reduce the wake time of people with insomnia by 50% and incredibly actually improves work efficiency by 120% due to its, uh, you know, beneficial, uh, beneficial um, effects on mental health as a whole. And then according to healthline.com, uh, 12 studies which enrolled nearly 1,000 participants found that meditation actually helped reduce blood pressure, which obviously... You know, it's a, it's a sign of uh, physical health, but because it has such a such a big effect on, on, on meditation, has such a big effect on mental health, they found that it actually did reduce blood, blood pressure. Um, we're going to be looking at three questions today, as usual, looking at sort of a personal question, then zooming out. And the first one we're going to look at is, do you think that the secret to a healthy relationship with mental health is through meditation? And then we'll move on to the second one, which goes as follows. Do you believe that lack of inner peace can result in lifelong mental and health ailments? And then thirdly, as I said, uh, zooming out, looking at the bigger picture, what are the main takeaways we can gather from Buddhism and the Buddhist practices of mindfulness, even if we aren't Buddhist ourselves? And now, Ben, I think it'd be really in interesting, starting off with the first one, you know, to get your opinion um, on that question. Again, just going to restate it for anyone listening. Do you think that the secret to a healthy relationship with mental health is through meditation? So yeah, Ben, feel free to go ahead. I, I think personally, um, med uh, meditation does help, um, mainly because it's meditation is about you and it's about being at Zen here. And this meditation will help with this definitely. And with this, you're more aware of your surroundings. You're more aware of what makes you happy. You're more aware of what makes other people happy. And that, that's the key with most relationships is the happiness between the two people. And meditation really helps this because it helps with the idea of observing, helps the idea of 
trying to get to know yourself and trying to get to know the other person better, you're, you're more spiritually connected here. So that this is why I think meditation does help. But of course, of anything and everything, there are other factors to it. But meditation definitely does help with that idea and that awareness. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting as well. You're mentioning, um, you're mentioning sort of other people, the people around you. And things we've talked about before in previous episodes of the podcast is actually mental health really can cause a ripple effect. And that if, if you know, you're suffering from mental health, it, mental health, it can really impact those people around you. Um, so I guess what you're saying there is, is actually meditation doesn't only, you know, doesn't only improve your levels of inner peace, but it can actually help other people also sort of maintain good mental health. Um, I think on a personal note, I've, I've, I've never really, you know, I've never really properly delved in, uh, you know, I, I've never really sort of explored meditation. Um, uh, what I would ask Ben is, is do you see meditation, like, would you say that it's, it's sort of intrinsic to your, to your, to your faith, or do you think it's something that um, people who aren't Buddhist can really sort of, uh, you know, master and, and, and get hold of? Honestly, it doesn't, you don't have to be Buddhist. You can master meditation without being a Buddhist. Meditation is one of those things where it's universal. It helps everyone. Um, I, I do a yoga class. And at the end of that yoga class, we delve into a bit of um, meditation where we just focused on one thing and one thing alone. And that, that, that's universal. You can do that with any faith whatsoever. So meditation does not belong to Buddhism. It belongs to everyone around us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I think I, I, I do also share that opinion. Um, I, I, the, in, terms of, in terms of yoga, again, um, something that I, haven't, that I haven't properly got involved with, but with the... Uh, you know, with the fell running team at Loughborough, we did do a few uh, yoga yoga classes, and all I can say is I could not bend into many of those positions. <laughs> but what I did find is that it did actually, you know, those moments of silence when you are, you know, when you are asked to to sort of take really deep breaths in and 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 just slow down your breathing and think about one thing and one thing only, it really does push away all sort of the clutter, you know, that builds up during the day. Um, and the only other mention of yoga that I've I've heard of is is goat yoga. I don't know if you've seen that, where they get, you know, where they get um where they get kids in like as in uh, you know baby goats in and and try try and do their try and do their moves with 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 them walking around. I mean, I've got a dog. I don't know if I don't know if that would be the same. Um, but yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree, and that's why that's one of the reasons you know um, I got you on because I really do feel like a lot of people. I don't know if you've ever experienced this or people have ever said this to you as a Buddhist, but I feel like a lot of people see meditation and they think it's synonymous with, with, you know, faith such as Buddhism. Have, have you ever felt that? And, and do you think that that's actually something we need to really sort of move away from, you know, a really sort of old stereotype that if was broken, you know, could help a lot of people. Honestly, I think that stereotype needs to be broken. Like, honestly, the first thing, um, when the first thing people ask me when I'm a Buddhist when they know I'm with this, is, oh, do you practice meditation? That's the first thing people will always ask me, no matter what. And that, that shows you the, um, the level of ignorance there is out there when it comes to meditation and religion. So, like, we do need to break this boundary down. We need to, we need to um, bring meditation to the wider audience here. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's actually as well um, something that we've talked about in the past. I think it's a sign and a symptom of sort of a wider misunderstanding um i know we were talking about for i actually um i actually you know found a, a found a quote online which had been very much sort of 
um, you know, paraphrased and, and almost altered uh, according to its, you know, original meaning. And I, I really do feel like rather than there being stigma and taboo about about certain things and saying like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't try meditation because of this or because of that. It's actually, it, it is proven, you know, given the statistics, um, like in terms of work efficiency, uh, you know, improving work efficiency by 120%, that's something I definitely need. <laughs> I mean, uh, work efficiency probably at the minute is probably around 15%. So 120% increase would be, you know, would, would be very good. Um, but I think what that shows is that actually things like meditation, yoga, um, things actually, you know, again, because this is a podcast which focuses on men's mental health predominantly, we as men, I think, can definitely look at things like yoga and meditation and be like, oh, that's too feminine. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 something that is is reserved for, for women, for example, very outdated, very traditionist views. Um, but it's, it, they're actually things which are proven you know as shown here to improve your to improve your financial life i mean if you if you increase your work efficiency by 120 percent down the line at some point you're probably going to get a promotion you're probably going to increase you know the amount of money you're earning you're also going to increase your physical health which will allow you to perform in in you know in in any recreational sports it will allow you to, to be healthy and probably live a much longer life so yeah, I think what the what we're really trying to get at in this in this episode is that we really need to break down any of the sort of I guess gender um, social constructions which have led to a lot of men seeing yoga and and meditation as 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 sort of too feminine. You know, um, I, I don't know what your thoughts on that are, uh, Ben. Um, honestly, I I think meditation and uh, yoga needs to be brought into the life of men too many times i have been have i been told that oh you're a guy why you you're why are you doing yoga like no these things can apply to men as well we need to um we need to break down this barrier this stigma but this also comes into like another fact of like as they call it toxic masculinity here and everything so like we need to start somewhere yeah definitely it's, it's not something um of course it's not something that's going to change overnight um, it, um, and what the way that is going to change the way that the actual um, the whole you know public opinion of things like meditation and, and inner peace and, and yoga that it's going to be a slow gradual process but we can definitely start the conversation we can start that chain reaction you know by by talking to friends you know about it I would encourage any men listening in now um, you know any women listening in trying to support sort of you know the men around them or their own mental health definitely try and try you know in the next two weeks before the next episode definitely try and bring this up with with people around you um obviously you know in the in the in the in the right context but like i definitely think this is something that with the with our close friends um we need to start making it acceptable not only acceptable acceptable but actually also encouraged um i mean again go i I just go back to it because it's a really interesting statistic but the work efficiency if, if the government encouraged people, you know, to to really get in get to grips with meditation and and, and yoga, as we can see there, if, if 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 the majority of the working population showed anywhere near as much as 120 percent increase, think of where our economy would be. <laughs> you know, you know, is it it is crazy to actually think that you know if we just push one domino, by the end you could you could have a whole wall falling over. It's, it's that chain reaction, that exponential um, sort of growth. And I really do think meditation needs to be taken seriously. Have, have you ever personally been, have you ever experienced, um, I think you, you touched on it before, 
Um, but have you ever experienced anyone actually sort of not not in not insulting you maybe for, for meditation, but again, like looking down on you and not realizing, you know, the true benefits? If if I if I just tell people that I meditate right without telling them my background or anything, that's I, that's when I get yeah. comments going, "Oh, why do you meditate? Like you're a guy. Like there's no need to whatsoever." I can see a female doing it, but I can't see a male doing it. But then when I mentioned I'm a Buddhist, right, then they go. Oh, you're a Buddhist. I see now. Oh, meditation Buddhism go hand in hand together. So yes, I do get like stereotypes thrown at me day to day. So it's all yeah. It's almost as if to, to meditate, you have to either be Buddhist or a, a female <laughs> or a Buddhist female. It, it's almost like there's there's you know there's it's it's so restrictive and again really old fashioned. Um, I think the the last question I'd ask based on based on sort of the you know the main question at the start is personally how would you say that your you know your your use of meditation as you know obviously as part of your faith but also at, you know in a, as a strategy to help your mental what would you say are the main benefits you've seen sort of in your in your um, personal life so for me it's about being at zen and being content with who you are like we we know we're in a pretty dire situation with um covid happening at the moment and meditation eases that pain eases that um fear and anxiety it helps you be at peace it helps you um be at zen here it makes you um love who you are more and this is what meditation has done with me i i'm now a much happier person than i was um let's say a couple of months back yeah definitely and i was what i say as well actually for people who perhaps really want to get into meditation um on a practical level what would you advise to to people who are perhaps listening thinking you know wow this is something that could really help me what would your advice to them be if they're really my advice sort of new to uh, the them? simplest meditation out there you sit down in a room cross-legged in what we call the lotus position where you cross legs your hands are in your palms right you close your eyes and you just imagine yourself in a white room and just focus on your breathing that's all you breathe in and you breathe out breathe in and breathe out just do that 10 minutes every day you start to see some benefits some positive benefits yeah definitely and again it's so simple it's not like you're it's not like you're spending you know hours or you know hours of planning you literally is just that so again just to reiterate uh, what, what ben was saying was all it doesn't have to be i think a lot of people get daunted by it. i think a lot of people see meditation and they think you know, all, all these different sort of, you know, um, all these different sort of uh, positions, layouts, instructions, like, so I, I don't comprehend it, but actually it it's all about simplicity. Um, and, and all you need to do is, you know, um, cross legs, sitting in a room, imagining that you're actually in a white room, in a white space with no distractions and actually just focusing on, on your breathing. And there was actually a period of time when, uh, again it was through an app it was through an app called headspace um not promoting them in any way just you know just sort of saying it as it was um and I, there was a few weeks I, I was quite passionate about spending that time each day just laying down um sort of eyes closed focusing on my breathing focusing on um sort of the weight of, of my body of my physical being and then actually just sort of thinking about sort of the day and and, and pulling out certain areas of the day so there's definitely a lot of apps and help out there but at the end of the day it's it's not about it's not about intricate apps it's not about um you know uh, following everything exactly as it should be it's it's about finding a place of simplicity in the busy everyday
um, again, um, sort of as you said, uh, with with the pandemic going on, this is needed more than ever. This could not come at a better time. Um, but I think that that's very interesting, and it leads on very well to our second question, um, which is: Do you believe that a lack of inner peace can result in lifelong mental and physical? I think it's, it's, it's interesting. We've got the physical health um, mentioned there, but do you, do you think that yeah, a lack of inner peace um, can result in in lifelong ailments? I, I personally think a lack of inner peace can lead to lifelong ailments. Um, one of the one of the main things with meditation is that it focuses on the positive, right? And it helps you find more positives in your life. And it's about the positivity, right? Which is boosts the mood, boosts who you are. And without the pos- and without that positivity in your life, right, um, you will no doubt have a um, a sense of um, sadness around you. And this is what meditation does. It helps you kind of move away from that sadness. It helps you improve you improve the happiness in your life. And once you start being happy or happier, then you'll see more improvements in your life. Hundred percent. I think again, looking at the sort of the physical health ailments, it does seem that there is both a direct and an indirect link there. So obviously, the direct link is that um, you know things like reducing blood pressure, um, reducing your you know your chance of of things such as uh, heart disease, and then also you've got you've got more indirect links. So actually, by improving your inner peace and your mental health you're probably going to be more motivated to look after yourself. You're probably going to be more motivated to make good life decisions, you know, to eat the right food, um, to, to, you know, improve your self-esteem, improve your self-worth, which in turn, obviously, is going to cause more indirect, uh, you know, physical health um, improvements. And uh, what the, one of the questions I think I, I, was, I was going to ask on the, on the back of that was, think there's a link so obviously at the minute things like um heart disease are an all-time high um uh, you know stress-related illnesses are an all-time high do you think that's because as a population we've lost the ability or perhaps we never had it but you know we we, we lack the ability to develop inner peace i personally think that a lot of the ailments nowadays like heart disease high blood pressure that kind of stuff yes there are like food um food related stuff to it but i think it's the lack of inner peace and a lack of being peaceful with you and like the amount of stress that we're under and meditation does help you handle that stress like yes we people have jobs yes it's stressful but if you take time out you meditate 10 minutes it will lower that stress it will make you more it'll make you calmer you'll be more at peace of with who you are and that will improve you massively in the long term yeah um couldn't couldn't agree more um i actually yeah i actually do agree that i do think one of the main drivers behind all the health issues that we have in 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 the modern world is, is probably a lot to do with sort of uh you know disruptive mental health and and a lack of inner clarity inner peace and and inner contentment um but yeah going back to the main theme of today which again is sort of inner growth inner peace um i think what i what i would uh what I would add to that is that actually, again, it's something that, you know, you can't build it up in a, you, you can't build it up in a day. You can make strides in a day. You can start, but it is something that it, it really does have to grow and develop over time, building that strong foundation. And for you, Ben, how long do you, you know, if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing, how long has it been that you've been in this routine 
um, of actually, you know, meditating and, 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 you know, keeping tabs on sort of where you're in a piece. I think it was during the um, first lockdown when that, that, that came unexpected to everyone. COVID came out of nowhere and it affected everyone. And I think it was when the first lockdown where I, I was like to myself, okay, something needs to change here. Something needs to happen for me to be happier. And um, this, this, uh, this goes back to um, a Buddhist idea of um, attachment and how I need to be detached from certain things to be able to be happier with myself. And it, when, I got that, when I got that idea in my head, and, and that kind of led to inner peace and leading me to be peaceful and at Zen with myself. Yeah, and I, I think from, from sort of knowing you, you know, from a few years back, I think you definitely do seem um, a, a lot more, do you know what I mean? A lot more sort of um, content. So again, you can actually, it, it is mental health. It is uh, sort of to do with your, you know, your inner being, your mind. But you can definitely see on the outside as well. You can see when someone is, you know, in a good place, um, sort of with their, uh, with their, with their inner peace. And something that uh, we tackled in an earlier podcast again was actually making it known um, to your friends, to you know, the men around you, make it known when something's not going well. But I think it's also very important to let people know when you're in a good place, um, because if you are in a good place, if you are you know, um, resting, meditating and, and keeping tabs on your mental health, you can definitely be a support and encouragement for others around you. And um, something, again, that we have tackled previously, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, a, a few a few episodes ago, we we're talking about how the friends around you, the people you spend each day with, I know, obviously, during lockdown, um, unless you're in like a student house or, living room, or you know, living room family, if you're living alone, it is is quite difficult to do that but the people you go on social distance walks with the people you interact with on a daily basis um they really do impact sort of how 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 you act and if you do have a strong sense of of inner peace um and and you're meeting up with someone who perhaps um you know who who perhaps doesn't have as much of of a control over over their mental health you can definitely be a shining light for them um, and especially at a time like this when social interaction is discouraged and, you know, uh, you know, illegal. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything that um, everything that Ben said there. I think the important word, um, the, the important sort of buzzword in that question is lifelong. Um, so, uh, again, what the steps you put in place at, at a young age can definitely impact, um, you know, can definitely impact you for life and I think one of the main things to be successful in developing inner peace is getting into that habit so Ben I don't know if you had any sort of uh, tips or you know sort of uh, uh, you know uh, yeah tips or tricks for for any of our listeners of how they can get into that good habit and make sure they stick with um, it. This is an advice that someone gave me and it's very um, good advice I think is um, take one one hour during your week it could be any day of the week but take one hour and that one hour, right, it's all about you. It's all about your happiness. And if within that one hour, right, you do stuff that you enjoy, right? Don't let anyone else around you affect you. Let, let, let's, let's, say, let's say something like you've got like an outside cause, right? Don't let, ignore the outside cause. Once you're done with your one hour, right, then you go back to your daily life. That one hour is just about you and about the stuff that makes you happy. Yeah, I think something I've found when I've been trying to get into good habits in the past, it's very easy to, you know, be hard on yourself. It's very easy to say, I need to do this every single day. 
And if you have too many things going on, you then beat yourself up because you're not hitting the daily target. But what you're saying there actually is start off again, start off slow, ease into it. Um, be easy on yourself, especially given the circumstances. And one hour a week, if we put that into perspective, oh dear, I'm, I'm not very good at math, so this, this could go badly, but how many how many hours are there in a week? So it's 24 hours, 24 times seven, 140, times seven. I think it would be, again, this may be incorrect, it's around roughly sort of the 160 mark, 150, 160 mark. I'm probably going to get very criticised if that's wrong. But one hour out of an entire week, that is that is uh, so manageable, it's unreal. If we think about how much time our uh, uni courses, our apprenticeships, working life, how many hours that takes up in a day, um, even sort of, you know, screen time, time spent, time spent on, on, on your phone. If you just take one hour out of that, that literally could just be an hour of scrolling through Instagram. If you remove that and actually just spend that time, stop thinking about other people, stop thinking about what's being posted, how many likes have I got, you know, if you actually take that time out and say to yourself, this is my time, this time to think about um, myself. And it's not being selfish. It's, it's actually uh, making sure that you're caring for yourself and that you're, you know, you're being honest with yourself. Um, and I think then and only then, um, you know, can you start actually um, being critical and reflective of, 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 you know, yourself as a mental person, thinking about how, you know, your actions are, are, are impacting other people. Um, and yeah, I think as well, what, what I wanted to add was, uh, Ben, in your opinion, say, say, for example, someone, um, say, for example, yeah, someone um, doesn't have good control of, of their inner peace, but then they do develop that. Do you think that can prevent lifelong ailments from forming or do you think it is something that has to be practiced um, for a very prolonged period of time I, th I think it's a bit of both really but at the end of the day right it's you have to start somewhere and it's as, as they say it's a marathon not a sprint um so you have to start somewhere and it will at the, at the end of the day it will help you it'll help you and um even even when you get near to the end of your life, right? When you look back, right? You be there'll be moments there of the calm, the peace, and you and you'll be grateful for it at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, definitely. I I I think what I would say is I th I feel like if you've had um again if you've had a long period where you may have been suffering from really hard hard issues such as you know depression, anxiety. I I again I don't think it's not you know meditation the thing about it is not a quick fix it is a long-term solution um that doesn't just tackle with the symptoms of mental health but actually really gets to the bottom of it so therefore you can't just heal years of sort of brokenness with one day of meditation um that's like put that's like almost breaking both your legs and trying to put a plaster on it you know it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything um however if you do sort of utilize some of the things that, you know, uh, Ben has, has said today um, over a long period of time, and then you grow uh, in that process, I definitely think over time you can actually develop a, a strong foundation that, that when things in life happen around you in the future, they won't affect you as much. And that's what it's about. It's about decluttering. It's about getting rid of external worries and, and actually sort of focusing on yourself and your inner peace. Um, and 
yeah yeah like like i said again i i fully agree with everything said there um i think th this is relevant not only to people who are just starting their adult life but actually all age groups um i i, I noticed a few episodes ago looking at sort of the you know the stats although the majority of our listeners are our young students there was a there was an over 60 in there so if you are listening again thanks for the support and um and i hope this advice is also very relevant you know also very relevant to you um also shout out to the listeners who were based in mexico as well a few episodes ago um we love diverse listeners but but what i'm trying to get at is no matter if you're five years old 20 years old 30 years old whether you're married single whether you're in a job out of a job this is relevant to everyone as human beings we all suffer the same you know we we're all there's a possibility that we all suffer mental health issues at some point uh, and very severe mental health issues so that's why um you know we're giving out this advice uh, this practical advice rather than just sort of skimming over the subject um and i think again this this leads on um quite smoothly to to the last question um one that probably i won't be able to answer um anywhere near as effectively as, as, as Ben will be, will be able to. But yeah, the question goes as follows. What are the main uh, takeaways we can gather from Buddhism and the Buddhist practices of mindfulness, even if we don't practice Buddhism ourselves? I, I think the main thing to take away from this um, is this is a Buddhist um, teaching here. It's called the Four Noble Truths, right? And it, and it states the truth of suffering, um, the truth of the origin of suffering, the truth of the cessation of suffering, and the path to um, end suffering. And as you can see here, right, it's all about suffering and it's all about trying to stop the idea of suffering. But we also need to know where suffering comes from and why suffering comes from. And once we understand that and understand our sufferings, then, then we can find a path to um, change it and um, gain more wisdom. Um, this is just a quote that's um, from one of the Buddhist texts. I just want to read out quickly. Meditation brings wisdom. Lack of meditation leaves ignorance. Know well what leads you forward and what holds you back. And choose, that, choose the path that leads to wisdom. So at the end of the day, right, if you understand your suffering, you understand how to stop your suffering, and you understand that meditation can help with this and help you in this life, um, it will lead to best, better wisdom and better judgment for the future. And that, 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 that's something that I'm not going to lie, you can use in everyday life. You don't have to be Buddhist, but if you understand this main practice of um, Buddhism, then you're pretty much set for it. Yeah, um, definitely just to reiterate there again, um, what, what Ben was getting at is that you don't have to be um, Buddhist. You, you know, we had a... Uh, we had a Christian speaker on a few episodes ago. You don't have to be Christian to take benefits from what's spoken about and, and, and things in Christianity that can actually help mental health. And it's exactly the same here. Um, I, I think um, it, what was very interesting about what you said was actually, you know, about the, I, th I think you're saying that if you don't have good mindfulness and, and, and don't have a good, um, you know, gauge on your, on your inner peace, it can actually lead to ignorance. And uh, again, it's sort of this, ripple effect um where if you're if you're not careful um although you are very much you know a, a victim if you don't take individual responsibility and try and get out of the place that you're in um it can impact other people around you and um again from an outside perspective looking in um i definitely do think buddhism is 
very much ahead of the crowd when it comes to sort of face and, and mental health. Um, again, based on all the main studies and studies that I've read previously, um, out of all the main religions and faiths in the, in the world, I think Buddhists uh, very often score the highest in terms of, um, you know, not, not having severe mental health problems or actually dealing with mental health problems really well. It's, it's ingrained um, in, the, in the faith. Uh, and, and I'll say, yeah, as, as someone who's, you know, talked to Ben in the past about Buddhism, um, talked, you know, to him about sort of meditation, I would definitely recommend to try and go out and, and find out some more, maybe look up um, some of the teachings, some of the quotes, you know, that he's, um, that he's provided. And again, you don't have to be a, a Buddhist. It's OK if, if, if you know, um, if you're not. But what you know what's the point in being provided with really helpful information and 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 not using it um i i definitely think you know on the back of on the back of this episode i'm definitely going to try and incorporate that sort of one hour rule um you know uh, into into my week um and, and what i would actually ask as well ben after sort of providing the, the statistics and studies which which show that you know buddhism and, and practices of, of, of buddhism um seem to have a really good hold of their of their mental i don't know do you have any sort of uh comments to make on that and and does that does that stick surprise you or you know is it would you say it's sort of fully fully expected i i i think that that's kind of expected um i well, I've, I've been a practicing buddhist for quite a while now so i've seen a lot of changes around here and the main thing um, that comes from Buddhism is your mental health and how a lot of people mental health have, have improved from taking some of these teachings away but I just want to reiterate here that um, meditation will definitely help you it will help you with um, your life um, your life and it help you in the long term but at the end of the day remember it's where your suffering is coming from and how to ease that suffering yeah 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 so again it's not just about um, before, you know, before you try and improve your inner peace, you need to realise, like you're saying, um, where your pain and suffering is coming from and actually recognising that. So, again, it's very relevant to this podcast because if we're not talking to others about it and we're not reflecting, you know, sort of inwardly, we're never, we're never going to get to that get to that first stage. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, uh, mental health is, is such a big issue these days is because again, in in some communities, in some circles, it just isn't spoken about. And uh, you know, linking back to, to to what Ben just said, it does seem that in Buddhist communities, it is it is almost one of the most important things, if not the most important thing. Um, so having that, um, you know, time for meditation and and prayer and and time to actually not be not be selfish, but look inward and and look at yourself. That does seem to be one of the main factors in, 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 in Buddhist being, you know, um, sort of really in control, really in control of their, of their, of their mental health. Um, I, I definitely think. Uh, do, do, what I would ask actually as well: Do you think that uh, those statistics which show that religious believers are, are less likely to suffer, you know, severely from from mental health, do you think that's something? that is sort of a cross faith or would you say that it's, it's sort of unique to Buddhism that on meditation and then obviously um, impact that it has? 
I, I think I think it's a cross faith. Um, the the thing the thing um, this is debate and this argument around Buddhism. Is it a religion? Is it a way of life? And a lot of people who don't follow any faith take Buddhism and use it as a way of life. So it could be incorporated into anything and everything, really. To be honest. Yeah, I think I think um, a lo- what sort of scares them off, um, or if they're looking at this, they may say, "Oh, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm." Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm a Muslim. I, I'm 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 a bit nervous to sort of dap with this because of sort of the spiritual side of things. But as you're saying, um, Buddhism for a lot of people obviously is a faith. It's it's everything to them. But actually, as a lifestyle, um, you know, obviously with with people who are who are not Buddhist, with the sort of um, I guess spiritual side taken out again. I, I think again, what you're saying is that actually is something that is accessible to everyone and it is something that can help everyone um and interestingly i i actually probably you know a while back um again through ignorance through not understanding um i i I did always used to view sort of you know meditation and yoga as like oh i don't know you know um what about like the spiritual side of things but again i think that comes from a place of miscommunication misunderstanding and that's why, you know, it's great to get sort of people such as yourself on um, on the podcast, because a lot of people, they just don't talk about this and they, they're not willing to ask questions. There's a lot of, uh, you know, prejudice and, and, and stereotyping that actually prevents there from being um, fruitful conversation. Um, uh, and obviously, when we we're talking before about when when you said to people, you know, I practice meditation, they're 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 their first two queries are, oh, you must be a Buddhist or, um, oh, that's such a feminine thing to do. And actually, instead of approaching people with that mentality, I really think we should approach people with an open mindset, willing to ask questions, willing to learn more, because at the end of the day, you're only harming yourself if you go in with an ignorant mindset. You're, 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 you know, um, perhaps, you know, hurting someone else, ruining someone else's day, but you're actually preventing yourself from accessing the benefits that that person can give you um, through their advice and through their conversation. Um, and I definitely think as, you know, as a Western audience in the Western world, we are, we can be very skeptical of religions and faiths and ways of life from other, other parts of the world. But again, um, the reason we, we're talking about this today and in a piece is because I honestly do believe that, you know, we, we, we've talked about we've talked about medication to cure mental health and, and in the past. And I think the conclusion we reach is that for some people it's needed, it's required and it's very helpful. But in the, at the end of the day, it, you know, if you're a healthy individual, it's not a lifelong solution. Um, whereas meditation, it, you know, shows the signs that, that it is. So this is entirely scientific. This is entirely, you know, evidential and there's facts and statistics to back it up. Um Coming to the end then of of, of sort of this episode, I, I don't know if you had any, um, you know, sort of closing comments or, or, you know, sort of a final statement that you wanted to, you know, get out to any of our listeners. Um, I just just one just one thing is, um, guys, please please, if you're having a rough time out there and you are suffering, um, please do like practice mindfulness. Please do practice meditation as it will definitely help you out in the long term. And um, just just to end on a, a quote is that nothing can harm you as much as your own thoughts unguarded. Yeah, no, definitely. I think today's episode has been been really good in terms of 
actually providing you know practical ways um that that people can really keep in check with their with their inner peace um so yeah i just want to say thank you for for coming on today ben no worries thank you for having me and uh yeah like i said um your i'm sure your practical um advice and 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 the quotes you mentioned there will, will help a lot of people um so yeah everyone thank you for tuning in i'll see you again in two weeks time feel free to share with with any family or friends you think this may be helpful to and i'll see you in two weeks goodbye